You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Are you following what I'm saying here? When you get God, you know, you know, you know, Paul said there are four ways which can bless people when you are, when you are preaching. He said it's either by revelation, by doctrine, by prophesying, or by knowledge. That word knowledge is experiential knowledge. Which means you say, I mean, someone, now, if, if you say now, someone to come and preach, he's either the person by doctrine, which means he opens and you're teaching a doctrine. Alright? Or by prophesying, which means the person is just prophesying out of his spirit, inspired or trans and speaking. If he's not doing that, then it's by revelation. Okay? Which means that the individual might not have, doctrine is a word-based teaching, where you are explaining scripture upon scripture. Alright? Revelation can be dependent on just sowing to the spirit. Alright? And, and, and might not doctrinally... So, if you are listening to somebody preaching by revelation, you are doctrinally checking the authenticity of the revelation. But then there's knowledge. Where someone just comes and says, I just want to tell you, how 17 years ago, I lost all my money in business. And today, I'm so and so. I just want to tell you what happened. And then, what he's speaking out of is an experiential knowledge. He can't change it tomorrow now. I say, now, it's time to preach tomorrow again. If he's going to say knowledge, he will say the same thing. You know the power in it? The same crowd that listen today, if they hear tomorrow, they'll hear again. Once the story starts, they'll sit down and listen again. And they probably will gain more than they gained the day before. You understand this? Are you following what I'm saying? All right? And there are people who have that kind of experiential knowledge that build ministries, preach about an experience. For example, there are times where Kenneth Hagin is just speaking out of knowledge, where say from his deathbed. Sometimes he's teaching the faith as opening scriptures. There are times that says, this is what happened. And he's speaking, you know, by knowledge. All right? All right? And he's just talking out of the experience that he had. So it can be by knowledge, it can be by doctrine, it can be by revelation, and it can be by that. Now, but the point I'm getting there to is that, um, getting to here, is that when you have that hope there and you are rejoicing in the fulfillment of it, you are interacting with it, you are happy, you, the, there's a joy inside you, you worship God. The same thing God told Abraham. He said, the land which you have seen, he said, lift up your eyes, he said, can you see it? Now, it, it wasn't something physical. Watch, and, and he discovered the principle by giving lots the physical while he took the spiritual. You need to hear what I just said there, Right? He gave him a physical land. And people discover this principle I'm talking about sometimes when they suffer those kind of loss in terms of interaction. It's the same with Jacob to discover this principle that I'm sharing. Because when Laban cheated him and all of that, God showed him. He said, let me show you how hope works in this particular thing. And took him up into the spiritual and then started dealing there with seeing things there. But because the natural had been taken away. And sometimes you might lose a job, you have nothing. You do not have nothing. You are going to learn how God made things so that things which are seen were made out of things that do not appear. Where God is saying, you praying for an employment is not what we're talking about. You need to come and learn the, my creative processes that are on the inside of you. you are you following what I'm saying here? When he said, see that land, it wasn't just that, like, because he said, walk through it. Was he walking around the whole nation of Israel that day? And then he walked to the north, walked, 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 and then turned around, and then walked again to the south? He would have been tired. 
you understand And if you read it, the minute God said that, he said, once you walk through it, he said, I've given it to you. Which meant that he experienced the totality of that land. He, he went through it in his mind. He, he experienced it. He saw things on the inside there. Right? And God said, I will give you that. And people now suddenly come to recognize these things and begin to understand certain things about the power of hope, that the inner image on the inside of yourself holding on to that, developing that within yourself, studying the word of God and seeing that and allowing that to be crystallized um, um, within your consciousness and the results that actually come from it, which means thoughts now begin to come to you. Now, but let me just say this here about how these thoughts come because these thoughts are all coming from the spirit of God. The Bible tells us that there is a, a spirit in man or a vital force in man and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth unto him understanding. Where does scripture come from? Elihu looked at Job and said, I've listened to everybody talk. They have condemned, but they haven't answered. Alright? We can look at this constitution and people can condemn leaders, but we're asking for the answer. He said, haven't heard condemnation, I want to give you the answer. He said, but let me tell you where this answer is coming from. He said, I waited for age and experience to speak. He said, it didn't come out of experience and all of that. He said, there's a spirit in man, a vital force, and the inspiration of the Almighty or the Holy Spirit giveth understanding, which means it's the Holy Spirit that supplies to us these thoughts that will bring about a materialization of our vision. But let me tell you this. Never make anything in this life inaccessible unto you because it is accessible. So don't look at other people that have things and begin to wonder in amazement. And with your mouth in claim that you are praising God, words of unbelief as far as you are concerned begin to come out. That I don't understand how they have it. I don't believe that this kind of thing can happen. Are you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah? And men who are laboring in life under that consciousness and thought as though the things, even though they are going to work, they are working, they are laboring and all of that, there is under a thought. It's under a, a mindset. And it is not possible for you to have tangibly in your life things that your mind doesn't allow into your life. Where you set your mind, even if, all the, even if God is backing you, on the, I mean, look at the nation of Israel. God was backing everything, they had everything. They stood before the promised land and in their minds, they said, listen, this thing belongs to other people, not us. And people are doing that every day. Copeland said he drove up a car somewhere, and a young boy just said to him, he said, talk to him, I think the guy was in automobiles, have read about it. Many people have read about things, but can't have it. You understand this? You can even read the Bible and can't have it. If you don't know this principle, you don't be reading the promises. But to hold it becomes an issue. And we've had enough word what we need, what is manifestation? The word became flesh and we saw its glory. When the word becomes flesh, miracles occur. Do not make miracles an unusual thing to your mind. Expect that by the miraculous power of God in this 2007, certain events will come to pass. Let me give you some homework. You dare to dream. You never forget what I'm saying to you today. You dare to write out what, what you think should happen. 
You there to meditate. You know the Bible says, commune, listen, with your heart and be still. You communicate and commune and begin to dream. And he said, when this boy saw it, he said, talk to him about some technological things, and he said, yeah. That and told him about it. He said that when I drive it, it's such a great thrill. I was just talking about it. And then the boy said, well, I will never know about that. And the way he said it was, I will never be, I don't think in my entire life I will be able to have that kind of experience. Now, what the boy did naturally was to disqualify himself from ever buying that kind of car, ever owning that kind of car. Look, look listen, it's one thing not to want it, it's one thing not to think you can ever have it. That, my friends, is oppression. Are you following what I'm saying here? Yeah. You can't have everything, you can't own everything, but you can have everything. Which means you choose to own what... Are you following what I'm saying here? But for you to look at something and say that people like us... Do you get what I'm saying here? Let me tell you why. People make noise. How Nigeria? Ham, ham, ham. But all these people that are going, ham, ham. Ask them. Have you ever seen the Nigeria that you want in your mind? Have you ever seen Nigerians stopping at the traffic light? Never. They can be praying, but they are praying under a thought that it can never happen. Are you following what I'm saying? They are, I mean, then people pray. Zechariah, and when they, they say your prayer, he said, how can I have this child when I'm well stricken in years? Yet, the angel came and said, thy prayer has been answered. Which means he was praying under a thought that it can't happen. But the Bible says that first of all, prayer, supplication, giving of the thanks we made for all men. So you fulfill that. But we're just doing it all. Are you following what I'm saying? Then they pray for Peter's release. Peter came out. Rodas of Peter. Head Peter. And they said, you are out of your mind. Which means their mind was set on it never happening. Even though they were gathered together. And the answer was knocking. And they said, thou art. So it tells us their mindset. You understand? Are you following what I'm saying here? And the reason why things don't happen is because people don't allow the expression of those things. Headache and say is very powerful. No matter how much you preach, you listen to men like that, you hear more. He said, they were talking about different types of prayer. And I've been struggling for that thing for years. When I start preaching things like this, you know, people out of selfishness want to rest the scriptures to use for their own personal agenda. So sometimes you don't want to venture into some principles because, you know, some people who the Lord was already saying, okay, give up now, give up. Suddenly so they hear that principle and say, all right, all right, we found the last key. I understand this. And he said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. And I was talking about that. That is the prayer of faith. It is what you desire. That for anything to happen in the life of somebody, that other person must desire it too. So if you are praying, for example, if I'm praying, and I was talking about the woman that wanted to, we was praying to get healed, and the woman said she doesn't want to get healed. You can't use the, that prayer on somebody else. The prayer when you are dealing with people is a prayer of agreement, which means what to, so the two people must be in agreement about it for it to be able to happen in the life of that person. If one other person is not in agreement, that kind of prayer cannot be heard. So when he says what other things you desire, you retain it on objects and not on human beings, except the other human being so desires it. Are you following what I'm saying here? Now, you can check it. Anybody who is praying what other things you desire into somebody else, it never works. I haven't seen it happen. I've only seen people just waste their lives in that consciousness. 
You understand that? And that's why there is justice in God. There is no cheating. A transaction between two people must meet the desires of both parties, even when it's a monetary transaction. Which means that somebody desires to be in this kind of car, and therefore we are selling it to that person. We desire to have that person's money, and that person is willing to part ways with that amount of money in order to meet their own desire. Whatever you want to do with it, when your desire is met, is your problem. Alright? But that transaction is a fair deal because we said we, when we set up our company, we set it up with a desire to get certain things. You, your own personal desires, and in that transaction now, if I cheat somebody in a transaction, which means that that person's desire is not met in my own dealings with that person, and I consciously do that, then I am not an honest person. So in dealings with people, once you are working by faith, once you meet somebody and you feel that the person's desire contradicts, your own desire in your dealings, you just hand over and say, Look, listen to me, I don't want to, you, you understand this. This is because you know the principle and you know eventually the right person is going to show up. I mean, it's a, it's a done deal. Now, so the point I want to bring out here is this. How then do we start accessing these thoughts? I haven't had that within our mind. And the Spirit is the one that is responsible to reveal the deep things of God to us. Those deep things of God means the deep thoughts of God. And the first thing that happened when the Spirit of God came into the earth was that he granted utterance and men spoke in other tongues. Now, so tongues must be a very important thing to the Spirit of God if he introduced his presence to humanity by that gift because he could have come in and then suddenly um, um, as he entered people just walking some miracles but he chose tongues, Right? as his primary gift. That is, this is what I am saying to people who have believed, you know, in God, in Jesus Christ. And what happens when we speak in tongues to God, when you're in any situation and you have a vision before you or a hope? Alright? And you start praying in the Spirit over it, about a vision. For example, I can see in my mind, and this is an example now, a church of 5,000 people. But I have no right to add any name or face to that vision, but to pray that people that desire, are you following what I'm saying here, to be part of the congregation, God should release them into it. But I can't put any face. Now, what I can do in strategy is to present the church to the public in a way that the 5,000 people would desire to be there. When I do that, my prayer now starts getting answered. Do you understand strategy now? But you can present the church in a way that is undesirable to the people who even it is the will of God for them to come. They will never come. Are you following what I'm saying here? I mean, all I need to do to end this church now, in fact, they might not play it because they want to save me, is just to come with some jumper shorts now to the television and tight and then wear some boots and say, oh, uh, no, now, now. Now, if somebody was thinking about coming, <laughs> and he says that, in fact, people that haven't watched the program will start calling, church people, by the time you get to your office next month, you are leaving church. Wasn't that, wasn't, wasn't, <laughs> uh, are you following what I'm saying here? What, I mean, wasn't that your pastor? 
You understand it? Now, I'm just exaggerating, pulling thought, but we do something sometimes that hinders. You, you understand this? Which means you, I mean, for example, look, let me just tell you women. Look, look, look. God looks on the inside, man looks on the outside. Are you following what I'm saying here? Huh? Listen. Listen. Just get it right. Nobody in his wrong senses, not even right, will marry somebody that is not desirable. I mean, that's punishment. Are you following what I'm saying here? Uh, you understand it? So, all this... Um, are you following what I'm saying here? Okay? Now, when we say desirable, we are not saying... Um, um, look, if you go into enticing, which is... You, you, you understand what I'm saying here? I've said this. I said it's for service. By their fruit you shall know them. You don't know... You know how well it is to eat a fruit by observing it from the outside. You don't bite it first. Because by the time you bite it, you might be dying. So, God has granted man to be able to recognize the state of a fruit by looking on the outside. So, if it's spoiled, you don't bite it and say, hey, hey, it's spoiled. By the time you look at it, you know this one is spoiled. This one is ripe. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the way you dress, people know that some, what is inside is spoiled. Which means, if you carry this one inside and bite the vision will die. Your life will... Are you following what I'm saying here? One good egg alone, crack it, you eat it, you are okay. If you choose to make an omelette, one is very good, one is bad. The mixture is poisonous. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying here? So, these are things... I mean, people need to, to start... Look, let me just say this to you. I'll, I'll get to you next week. When you speak in tongues, one of the things is mysteries. Eh? You, are, you are saying mysteries. And you are saying it into your spirit. Now, one of the definitions of what is said in tongues is, is it denotes mysteries are to be understood. It denotes a spiritual truth considered in an external representation or similitude and concealed or hidden thereby unless some explanation is given. Which means you have spoken a truth that is represented in something external. Are you following what I'm saying now? So, like what I just said now, is a, something we see in creation that I explained in a way that can affect decision making. You understand it? So when you pray in tongues, let's say a person wants to get married, he's praying in tongues and meet somebody then when, and we talk about this interpretation, God breaks the idea. He's passing. God says, you see that fruit? You see, you know from the way that fruit looks that is spoiled. That is this man or woman, whoever it is, the way they are dressing tells you something about what is inside them. The person gets the knowledge of what decision he wants to make and suddenly he drove past a fruit tree. You were beside him in the car, and his countenance changed. You say, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? The interpretation of tongues has come back. And the Holy Ghost has commanded. In a way that is irrevocable, because he has understood it. It's not that he heard a voice saying, don't do it. That one can change. Because you can say, maybe I didn't hear. But he got an explanation. 
Alright? So, every time he talks to you, he sees that fruit. Are you following what I'm saying here? And that's why people have got to be... Because what you think... I mean, if you do all this jaweed, the guy you attract to be a... Are you following what I'm saying here? Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for your word and by the power of your spirit. We ask that you establish us in this truth. This podcast is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.